I'm telling y'all, that's I feel all like every that matters to me. I'm always that's laughing. All that matters to me because that's he always comes with me. an amazing theatrical. Shout out to Mo Steph. Umi says, Umi, Umi says. says, what's up, y'all? Hey, baby. What's good? How yes, you so doing? You know how I'm doing. Anytime I get an opportunity to hang out with you, it is man. all gravy, baby. Man, you know what? I wish, you know what? what it's always all, it's always gravy with you on the gravy chain. You Aww. know what I'm saying? It's always You're good so with sweet. you. I got some shit on my mind. But before, let just do clarification and correction. Yeah, sure. So um, let's introduce ourselves yes, again for okay. our audience. Well, you know what? I think we should. You know what I'm saying? We? Yo, it's your favorite camp, Uncle. It's Uncle Fred in the building, baby. <laughs> yes, baby. It's me. Did you get that whole it's very me. white feel? It's me, baby. Like you just want to put the lights out, the blue light special. Uh, yeah. Oh, 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 oh. And I'm with my sister in pain, struggle, and also in victory. The liberated project check is in the building. Tamara, how you doing? That would be me. I am doing magnificent. I am triumphant because that's all we do is win. Man, you either gonna get right. Or you gonna get left? Absolutely. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey, guy. Hey. 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 <laughs> Look, merch coming. Y'all Mer- better be ready. Okay. So listen up. Disclaimer. Go okay. Ahead. Yeah. What do you think? So disclaimer. Mm. Mm-hmm. Again, we know that you all have heard this a multitude of times, but mm-hmm. again, we want to make sure that you all understand <clears throat> that for the love of is the platform that was created between your favorite. Compass uncle mm-hmm. and my guy Fred and myself, but we want to just really, really say our thoughts, our opinions, and mm-hmm. what we bring to you our our own, mm-hmm. and our opinions cannot be bought at all under any circumstance. Neither corrupted. Come on now. Come on. Completely. So we're here to give you some things to think about. We're here to present some ideas, some concepts, and some. Things that will allow you to pause, mm-hmm. to question, yep. and we're hopeful that it moves you forward. Absolutely. You listen, the shit I gotta say today, there's gonna be a lot of pausing. There's gonna be a lot of, it's clarif- always a lot of clarification. <laughs> because this bullshit. It's, right, it is. But here's the deal. So before so now that we've gotten our disclaimer, mm-hmm. let us also clarify Absolutely. with one of our last episodes when we were talking about the importance of black opulence and mm-hmm. the absence of black brilliant bold men in academia. Mm-hmm. I make reference to James Baldwin because we were talking about Ta-Nehisi Coates and his nod to James Baldwin and how sure. he loves him and I mentioned his book. I want to clarify the book was Notes of a Native Son. Mm-hmm. Very different from Native Son by Richard Wright. So mm-hmm. come on. I just want to make sure we have that clarification. So Absolutely. Glad that we did that. Me too. Okay. That's so cute. And by the, you know what? I've, I've received a lot of positive reviews on our last few episodes. Yeah. Man. That's a lot of people coming out of nowhere. So thank nowhere. y'all. So thank y'all for sharing. Thank y'all for commenting. Thank y'all for stopping us on campus. Listen, like uh, This the, week has been bananas. The other, no lie, during Bangle Pause, Tuesday, two days ago on Tuesday, right? I had 
met a young man, don't know his name for nothing, but a young mm-hmm. man, I'd never met him before in my life, came up to me. I was at the info desk. I was talking to uh, Charlie. Okay. The uh, the uh, the Iota brother. Okay. Right? I was speaking to him, and um, uh, there's this guy. There's a health fair that goes on, and there's this guy comes up randomly. He's like, hey, campus uncle guy, Uncle Fred. And I was like... <laughs> I was like, Uncle Fred. I was like, yeah. He Uncle was like, Fred. yo. He's like, yo. I never met you before. He's Uncle like, Fred. but he's like, I listen to your podcast. You and Tamara's podcast all the time. He's like, yo. He was like, and um, Fredo. He was like that Fredo, who's a student on campus uh-huh. here. He's like, yo. He's always like posting, like reposting, like your clips Aww. and the the things that you do and all that stuff and the little quotes and all that stuff. He's like, yo. He's like, I'm inspired, brother. Yo, that's I'm amazing. inspired. I was like, we love that. And I was ha- listen. I ain't gonna lie. The last few days, I was, I have been having some very challenging days. Wow. And then this up. brother comes up and you. just like, and it just moved mm. my spirit. I was like, y'all, I, I must be doing something right. Right. Well, you know what I I always say, and I know we don't for the most part, especially in the speaking realm. Yeah. We don't use always and never. Because you never know what presents itself. Right. But I believe in every fabric of my being that sure. the universe is always working on our behalf and it will always show up for us. We just have to determine if we will show up for our own selves. Mm-hmm. But in that, giving you everything that you needed, like you said, you were having some trying times, some yes, challenges. Y'all already know, for those of y'all that teach, for those of y'all that teach at the collegiate level, y'all know it's about midterm times, and this is where our students begin to unravel, become undone. And Fred and I, again, we're in the thick of it. We are, again, doing everything that we can to put some spit and some Band-Aids Man. on it and tell these scholars, look, tie a knot at the end of that rope and hold on. Please. Right? Please, Please. and thank you. So you got yeah. exactly what you needed because all too often... When we're in these spaces, sometimes it's difficult and it's hard to get up and be able to look at that when they feel defeated mm-hmm. before it even begun. Absolutely. So, awesome. I'm loving that. So. What's good? Can we get to the shits? Come on. You, okay. Listen, is that a real question? So <laughs> before we get <laughs> to our topic, which is a pretty deep topic. Okay. It's pretty. It's not dense. It's just deep. It's. Could be kind of it'll pull you. Yeah, it's kind of emotional heartstrings. Yeah, you know, you might sit in your back a little bit. You might want to play some Drake. You know what I mean? Behind well, you might want to get that glass of wine. You, know, you might um, want to get that bottle. Drink. You might want to play fact, some. You might not even need even a before Just take Drake. It to the you head. might you might want to play some <laughs> LL Cool J. You know what I'm saying? You might wanna <laughs> you might wanna lick the lips a little bit and look in the mirror and be like, yeah. <laughs> but before we yeah. get there, let me just address some bullshit that I read just recently. Shall I shall I indulge you? Listen, I would be obliged. Okay. So two days ago what's today's date? Today the is the tenth. Three days ago there was an article that came out So that was on, on Monday. Yes, that came out on the record. The record is a Buffalo State publication. Here. That is produced by that is produced by USG or the Buffalo State students. Yes, Buffalo State students, right? Okay, cool. I didn't know what you was looking for. But okay, all right. So there. So let me just inform the masses as to what this article says. First of all, the, the title is very, very catchy. It says Campus Parties okay. need more diversification. 
Now, when you hear that, what comes to mind? I'm thinking diversification in what? So as a trained creative who do not strike down ideas, we just take them in and assess them. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking, how are they defining diversity? So I'd like to ask Mm -hmm. before offering, did they define what they mean by more diverse? Uh, Indirectly, yes. Mm-hmm. Indirectly, indirectly, yes. See, and see, here's the deal. My challenge when individuals put out something that says there needs hold to be on, some you know change. No, hold on, hold on, hold on. You know what? I might as well just read this. Go to ahead, you okay, because go ahead. Because you yeah. know I'm getting ready to go on a oh whole my theoretical God. Okay. spin. Okay. Yeah. So, again, okay. re- I'll read it again. Campus parties, campus parties need more diversification. Okay, I'm following you. Most of the parties held on the campus of SUNY Buffalo State are repetitive and simply do not appeal to every ethnicity of the students who reside on it. Every year we are stuck with the same style of music, festivities, and group of students from the same or similar cultural backgrounds that attend these functions. Mm Walking through campus, it appears the majority of Buffalo State's residents either come from New York City or have Caribbean roots, which give only those specific students something to relate to. The problem is that there are students from other places who don't find these parties that are funded by the mandatory student activity fee all that enjoyable. Wow. Not all that enjoyable. (gasps) These campus parties only highlight a scene that appeals to people who enjoy music genres such as rap and soca. All this does is limit the amount of diverse social gatherings on campus. Many students who attend these functions are African-American. For students of any other ethnicity or background, there is a slim chance you see them at these events. With a social scene (laughs) that doesn't include something for everyone, you rarely see commuters, Buffalonians, or students from out of state attending these parties. While conducting interviews about the social scene on campus, a sophomore biology campus resident student gave her take on the gatherings. And what did she say? Quote, unquote. Here we go. In all honesty, I feel like they can use some help. She said, they're not bad, but they're not great. I feel like coming from the background where I'm from being West Indian... It's hard to actually enjoy parties on campus. The music taste isn't there and the turnout is never that great. It could be better. I try to go to as much USG planned parties as possible and those parties aren't bad. I would like to go to at least one party and not have alcohol thrown in my hair because that's not cool. She also said she doesn't feel the parties are very diverse. No, I don't, quote unquote. Like I said, I'm West Indian, so I feel like it's more geared toward Americans and what Americans listen to. You know, you have some some Americans who love their Afro beats and they want that and they want that to be incorporated. And some DJs focus mainly on what they think is in. 
I'm not going to say this person's name, but another sophomore biology campus resident student has attended roughly 11 parties in her time at Buff State. Now, this person's in favor. She says, I feel like parties that are held on campus are very exciting and something that you don't normally see at colleges, and it keeps you safe. Mm. She also says that she believes that they are pretty diverse and says that there isn't anything she'd want to see happen differently at the parties. Okay. Quote, unquote, I think it depends on which organization is holding the party, but some do and some don't. I think they have a wide variety of music that most of us students on campus listen to. Commuter students who who attend Buffalo State aren't attending these parties or campus events because they feel there's nothing going on that appeals to them. A junior journalism commuter student says the only time he was involved on campus was during his time being a part of the football team. After leaving the team to focus on personal life, he says that the campus festivities held no interest to him. Sadly, here we go. A lot of non-African American and commuter students feel the same. The United Student Government and other organizations that set up social events on campus simply need to do a better job at including more variety that everyone will enjoy. Everything doesn't need to surround. Hold on. This is the catcher. Okay. Are you ready? I'm, I'm holding on. Everything doesn't need to surround sexual themes and hip hop culture. Hopefully we'll see some major changes in the future. When that and the end of that article. Okay. Now, yes. this article has been sparking a lot of different reactions. I'm certain it has. And remember when we talked about the duplication? Yes, we component. Did. We yep. talked about that sustainability, yes. duplication of effort. Okay. Now that was the first thing that came to mind because I, have, I'm gonna take the unpopular stance. I do agree that there is a lot of hip hop culture and quote unquote. I'm I'm only quoting the, the the article. Sure. There is a lot of hip hop culture and a lot of Caribbean culture that is heavily populated on this campus, but that is not their fault. It, it is, is no fault so, so, of their own. And let's talk about, again, the reasoning. So um, the article mentioned the on-campus residents. The majority of the on-campus residents are from downstate. And they are they of are black with, and brown people. They are of black and brown descent. They are Caribbean. Yep. They're African, African-American. Yep. So... We're talking about more diversity. So, all right, I'm for it. I'm here for it. So what's your solution? Persons who are either not a part of that diaspora mm-hmm. and who want to see a change or who are a part and who still wants to see a change. What's the solution? Because at the end of the day, we should be solution oriented and be about action, not simply pointing fingers. And then let me say this as well. We have, we're 8,000 scholars for undergraduate. Of that about 30, between 3,000 and 3,200 are what? Residents because of the number where we have 11 residential halls, uh-huh. right? So you mean so sure. you mean the other 5,000 
can't find one, two, or three things for them to do, especially when at one particular time there was something called the Commuter Council, which was also funded by USG. Now, see, this is history. This is what happens. I remember when you there was an organization they, called Nutso where that was all about the non-traditional and the commuter students. Exactly. So what happens is you have to have proper context when you want to offer content to talk about things. So commuter um, council, which was funded by USG, lost their funding because they weren't doing anything with the funding. They weren't meeting they were the USG needs it. and they weren't doing programming. Then guess what? It came to the student life office. How do I know that? Hmm. Mm. Okay. <laughs> Need I say more? And then we were facilitating programming for commuter students, trying to find ways to engage them, to involve them, to have events where they would feel welcomed and they could come on campus. And there was a survey that was sent out to all commuter students. And we got the list from the Dean of Students, who at the time was Dr. Charles Kenyon. Hmm, how do I know? Mm. Right. <laughs> and of all of the commuter students who received that survey, we received less than 10% reply. So here, here was a... Um, so what, so, ha what so happened was... Here's another thing. There, there's, there's multiple layers to this article, right? Because they're talking about the commuters not being involved, Buffalonians. Mm -hmm. I'm a Buffalonian, and I so was heavily I. involved in the campus, period. period. Undergrad, undergrad, heavily involved. I don't understand where they got that from. But there has been talk about commuter students not being happy with the choice and genre of Springfest. So is that because the majority of commuter students are of Caucasian persuasion and they're male? I'm assuming. No, no don't have to assume because that's what they are. I'm, when you look at the demographic and the breakdown, yes. And, and, and they have been unhappy for quite some time. Just like, but, but hold on, just like how there was a survey that was submitted to all the commuter students, right? Mm -hmm. USG every year has a survey that they perform in the middle of the student union yep. where you can take a poll well, and you, you can give your see. opinion as to who you want to see. And there, there's also a Springfest committee. You know what? Hit solutions. I don't want to come because right. we, 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 yeah, we throughout, the, throughout the context, throughout the context of what I just read, we all know that that's some, that's some shots. That's some shots taken. Here's a solution. Mm -hmm. Bring back Fall Fest. Okay. If you were because in the past, history would tell, would show that the Fall Fest had a different lineup compared to Spring Fest. Mm hmm Right. I remember the lineups. They, they used to have Green Day came here. Yeah, they had. Remember, um, I can't remember the, the um, acts, but there were more diverse acts in terms of, you know, genres of music. We're right. not talking diversity, you know, I mean, diversity in terms of ethnicity or skin color. We're talking genres of music. But remember, and then that one time with Fall Fest, 
they had some events that were happening at Rockwell. Like, so it really right. was. Because I remember diverse. the speaker series that they used to have. Oh, my goodness, yes. You know, with That's uh, when Eileen Merberg, Dr. Cornell West, Spike yes. Lee came yes. out, Michael Coretta Eric Scott Dyson, King. Coretta Scott King came out. You know, that was all a part of Fall Fest. They also had a comedy show. They sure I remember did. the last comedy show they had. They had George Lopez here. Yeah, they do. You know, they George do. Lopez was here, and, and I loved had, it. And they had also... Um, the ventriloquist and then the magician. Yes. So like that's the solution. Bring back Fall Fest if you if you really truly believe in some form of equity. And I would say also to add on that, we're talking about solutions, become a part of the Springfest committee, participate in the surveys, exactly, participate in the surveys when they're asking you for your opinion and when they send you surveys to your email about ways in which you can be more involved. Give them the answer. And then when you see the event that you suggested, be a part of getting your other friends and colleagues there and participate. Because I don't. All you're doing is complaining and that's just contributing to the problem. And at the end of the day, if you feel that there's not equity here, if this if there's a genre of music that is highly populated here and you feel like you need to switch it, then I think that you should voice your concern. And you should like, you know, gather a group of your friends and be like, Hey, listen, we're here too. Right. Exactly. We're here too, yo. Like, what about us? And know that you want to be heard. No one's saying that we don't want you to hear you. We want to be heard, but be heard, then show up. Not only that, don't get mad at the culture for mm. promoting and praising itself. Well, listen, you you just especially with the, especially with the institution that wants you to promote yourself. So well, we're the most not. diverse. Well, we promote and tout to the heels. We are the most diverse SUNY campus of all sixty four SUNY institutions. So 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 if that's the case, it's a punishment when black and brown people do it, huh? Well, not for us. When we promote ourselves, well, and we promote people, our culture, and we promote we promote our ethnicis, our, nefs, um, our ethnicity and our identities. Well, some people may know. look at it like that, but again, if that's the case, come to the table too. Listen, 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 listen go on, They need to feature. They need to have a feature with me on there. I'm just saying. <laughs> you want a rebuttal? Send me. Okay. So, so here it is. Come on, let's get going. So let's, get let's go. switch gears All here, right. Tamara. Yeah. I gotta. I gotta put on. I know oh, he gotta put on. on. I gotta. I gotta put on the 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 be, the, the cool bear, the cool. What is it brother. called? The, the cool pova. The cool. The cool. I gotta. Yeah. Gotta so, Tamara, listen. Yes. You know, I was so inspired by you last year, last really? season, because <laughs> you was just talking about love oh, wow. and just love this and let's talk about relationships and love. So you know what? I'm gonna do one better. Okay. I have like I have listen. So what we're going to talk about today is love. Okay. You dig? We're going to talk about love, right? (laughs) But then we're gonna and then we're gonna also talk about possibly a deed of love. Mm, I'm digging that. And uh, we'll leave that as potentially the conclusion of it. Okay. But I hear um, you. so Tamara, let me. So 
I kind of, you know what? This is kind of like an interview for it you. Is. So, and here's the deal. So let me say, let me say this. This yeah. is so slick and I love this podcast and I love my brother because he said, hey, I want to talk about this. And we have um, a meeting every Monday night. <laughs> God awful time when I should Our be Our last in the meeting bed. was kind of crazy. Yo, it went to one in the morning. Arguing and debating. People, listen, I'm, I'm like, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Hold but on, one more, one more, one, one more, one more. One more. Okay, well, and then I'm like, no, this is going to be the last one. It's going to be the last one. But um, just to let y'all know how much we enjoy this platform, how yeah. much we enjoy one another, and how much it really is for the love of. I don't even know what he's going to ask because oh, we trust man. one another. So when we show up in these spaces, yeah. it is about trust. So when I tell y'all this is, when we, when we say this is unscripted, mm-hmm. it really is unscripted. So, mm-hmm. all right, I'm ready. All right. So, <laughs> my sister. My brother. The first question yes, about sir. love yes. is, what is love? I would say it is not control. Oh. It is unconditional. Mm-hmm. It is not conceited. It does not keep track of right or wrong. Mm. It is fluid. It grows as we grow individually, as we grow together. And it looks for all of the beauty and wonderment in all things. It is warm. It's a place where you can tuck in mm. and be vulnerable. That's refuge. It's peace. Hmm. I asked that question, people, <laughs> because. And let me say, that's the first. I have. I do not know what these questions are. No, so this the, is really. They are completely straight. spontaneous. Mm-hmm. She's very much unaware. Of what I'm going to ask her. <laughs> I really am. So ask me, ask me, ask I me, know ask, me, it. ask me, ask me, ask me what love, what is love? Love to me is timeless, mm-hmm. selfless, unconditional, no questions asked. Mm. Um, it is enduring, there's stamina and love um, there is deep roots and mm. love and it's not even just like because there's different forms of love absolutely indeed the way that I love you is different from how I love my wife and how we love our um, scholars how I love right? my students how I love my kids yeah how I how I love sneakers and right? how you so love sneakers. I love... Yo. I love sneakers. Love sneakers. Love clothes just in general. Yes, but sneakers is my thing. Yeah. You know, thing. but there's this, this fascination of love because a lot of people think they really have a definition, mm. like, a, like a clear understanding of love. Do you think that this generation... Hmm understands this whole concept of love well as an educator who has an opportunity to come in contact with um, our scholars um, as a mom of a millennial Mm. 
I think from what I'm able to detect and put my finger on, because the thing that I will tell you, the thing that I know for certain is that I don't know anything, right? Mm-hmm. And that in that, I believe that they want to know what love is. I believe they want to experience love. I believe that they are wanting to hold on to something that is bigger than themselves in that particular space. Mm. However, I think they get lost in that they've not fully developed internal love, self-love, self-awareness to met no sense. You know what else love is? There's a lot of adjectives that sure. we are creating with love, but love is sacrifice too. Of course, because it's more give than it is take. Like lo- love is not words, it's action. Mm. Right? For sure. Mm. For sure. And I think the other thing with that is it looks different based off of who you're loving. So I was having a conversation with a scholar on yesterday. She followed me back to my office. Brilliant artist, when I tell you, brilliant artist. But she's not trusting herself. And there's some stuff that's there that she has to unpack. And I mean, it's um, significant. Mm-hmm. But when we're talking about, you know, this whole idea of love and the space of it and how it is different I don't think they're yet knowing how to love themselves fully mm. and that's I think and I, and I think that's where a lot is being missed and they think that it is it looks exactly the same so yeah. the way that you love Sierra right you might Sierra might not be the kind of um, wife or woman who's really all about the flowers and the cake, like we talked about Valentine's Day. So Mm. for those of you that missed it, I am not the Valentine's Day type chick. I'm not the sweetest day type chick. I'm not the one like, oh my goodness, my man didn't give me this on Valentine's. Celebrate me every day and not when you're on cue Mm -hmm. from society on when you're supposed to celebrate me, God doggone it. So if I give my man a card or I slip him a note in his pocket, the way he shows that reciprocal love, that reciprocity might be bringing me flowers on a non-whatever day. It could be showing up to the office with some lunch mm-hmm. or some cookies. Because <laughs> you be hungry. Tamara oh be hungry. <laughs> yeah, but I love sweets. So you love sneakers. I love sweets. Right. So I, I think that's one of the other things they they get. to. Well, let me just say not only our students, but people in general, they get it twisted. Well, I told you you love me and you didn't say it back. If you know my heart and if you know me, you should understand that I shouldn't have to say it every time you say it or just because you gave me a card doesn't mean I should have to give you a card the next day. The bros, look, the bros loving what I'm saying, ladies. (laughs) Right? So that's what I think. And and, and let me say this. That's come with some maturation. I didn't always believe and know and think this way. It came from getting my heart broke. If you're talking about love, it came from giving my all to someone else before I gave it to myself. Does love hurt? Absolutely. 
129% hell yeah every day and twice on Sunday. <laughs> but it also is soothing. It's also warm. It's sexy. It's provocative. It will put you to sleep, baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'm so yes. weak. I'm, too, I'm so weak. Charles, where did you get him? <laughs> yes. 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 Man. Lo- man. Listen. I have some war stories about being in love. Lord have mercy, I do. No, I think we all have. You know what's crazy is that love is not just a one-shot thing. It's not like a one and done. You know what I'm saying? Sure. You find yourself loving someone or loving something and it's and and it could be like multiple you know, multiple times. You know what I'm saying? Like for an example, like I'm in love with my wife. You are? Love my wife. You, and, and she loves your dirty stinking Love girls. my wife, right? <laughs> and there was once a time where, like, I wasn't so, so sure if I did love my wife because well, we weren't, like, we, we weren't married. We was just figuring it out. Right. Like, try, trying to figure out if we wanted to do this thing, you know, called love. Okay. Moving forward, you know. But we knew we loved each other. But y'all hadn't determined we, whether y'all wanted to take it to the next right. level. And then I think that's one of the other things we're talking about, love. There are levels to love. Yeah. And we don't love, right, one another the ways in which we used to love or want to be loved. And we have to be able to be clear on what that looks like. Because if we're not clear on what loves look like for you and what it is that you need to mm-hmm. fill your cup up, how are you moving through this experience with this other person the way where both persons are honored I think that's how love gets twisted let me ask you a question okay when did you first learn what love is when did I first learn what love is I'm gonna tell you this is one story of the, time you're not y'all know I always have a story story time I story first time. truly learned what love was when I had John Tay Oh wow! Exactly when I had right. So so let me talk about the enormity. Not, that was not what I was expecting. Yes, the first my daughter, my daughter. When I tell y'all my daughter saved my life and creativity saved my career, I do not lie. Mm. My daughter. So I found love in my daughter, real love, true love, before I then found it in myself. Wow! How deep is that? Yeah. So you're carrying around, we're carrying around these experiences, these invisible scars in our life that we've not attended to. It's like putting a Band-Aid on a bullet wound and we're walking around thinking that we have something to give to someone else when we aren't even in the spaces and or places to give to ourselves because we're in lack, less than, and we're operating from a bankrupt mentality. Mm. Mm-hmm. So that was my first experience when I knew what, what real love like. And you know, you have three children. That unconditional love... When you have children, it defies description. If you are not a parent, we can't explain it to you. It will bring you to tears in a moment and you will kill instantly for your child, for your cub. Love is crazy. It is. Oh, man. Yeah. Listen, 
You know, Love you talk about crazy. busting out windows and, you know, slashing tires. Tamara. Tamara. <laughs> we on this podcast wilding out for the love of it. Y'all don't know. Y'all better know. You know yet, listen, love, love does make you do some crazy love things. Does. So, yeah, so, love does. So love will make you thing? do wrong. Love and have you do right. <laughs> love Come on, do right. <laughs> So what was what was your first time when you realized? Oh, man. When, hey. I, when I learned what love was? When you learned what love was. Or love yes. is. What, what you learned what love is in... What did that look like for you? How did that show up in your space? Hmm. This is Fred, y'all thinking. Yeah, I'm thinking. Fred thinking, y'all. Instantly, girl. That's right, Shelly. Hmm. Hey, Anna. What's good? You know, I... Okay. I've played with the concept and the idea of love... Like most of us do. We play with it. With multiple relationships, right? We do. You know, I think I realized what love is, is when I found my wife. That's beautiful. Like, I love because, that. Because, Yay. I mean, sure, like, you can love an idea. Mm-hmm. You could love the idea of being in love well, or most, being with someone. Come on, and most right? people are in love yeah. with the idea yeah. of being in and love. I'm but not don't shit, want to do the work. And I'm not shitting I'm on. Confused. And I'm not shitting on like um, past relationships or nothing like that because those those were good times and lessons learned. Sure. But when Sierra came into my life, and first of all, I didn't like her. I did well, not like her. And she didn't like you either. I, <laughs> nope. I did not like her. She did not like me. Nakai, I know. I did not like your mother. <laughs> I right. did not like her. So you know? Anna said, when you found my wife comment, she said it was beautiful. Thank you. He says thank you, Anna. But yeah, when I found my wife, it was such a bad time in my life. Mm. I mean... So were you operating from a bankrupt mentality as well? Listen, yes. Like I have this I was coming off the the ending of a of a very, very taxing relationship. Okay. And I went into depression. Mm. Now how how healthy is that for a black man or man in general to talk about depression? Listen, depression is real, anxieties are real, and we need to seek help and we need to speak about those things regardless. It was bad. Okay. Very bad. I'm talking about I think that's why I lost my hair. Really? Absolutely. And so is that when you started losing your hair yep. after that because of the stress yep. got so bad? Mm-hmm. I just it wow. just became it was a time where I didn't care about what I looked like. I didn't eat. Like there was times where like I wasn't eating for like maybe days, maybe weeks on end. Oh, this wasn't eating. So how so how did and then you know, Sierra, Sierra so, coming around? So Sierra meeting. comes around and Sierra's probably the the only friendly person of the opposite sex. Mm. And I'm saying that I could see at that time. And I was just um, resisting, resenting. I didn't want mm-hmm. anything to do with it. But she was persistent and she was patient. Mm. Come you on, know, patience. She was persistent and she was patient with me. Patience but is she wasn't. But she wasn't waiting for me, though. She was not waiting. She was like, okay, you want to play around? Go ahead. All right, then I'm going to do my thing. Right. But I remember... We had a conversation and um, she was sitting on one side of the room. I was sitting on the other. 
and we were talking about this concept of us. Mm. And I, I wasn't receptive to it, you know, because, again, I was in my bag. I was so hurt. And I remember I told her one time, this is a very transparent moment, but I remember I told her that I thought about killing myself. Wow. Because I was just so deep. I mean, so much deeply pain. hurt. Yes. And she she paused and she, you know, she was just like, I think I need to stay around you more. Hmm. You know, because for lack of better words, if I'm the only light that you have right now, why would I take that away? Mm. So How amazing. So, you know, we're dating, of course, and she's starting to put a smile on my face. Oh, you know, I see. And then I think but but see, see what Sierra came a one two punch because Sierra wasn't alone. Right. She had a one year old young boy. That was with her and that to me because at that time prior to I'm like I'm not being nobody's step nothing right, right. I'm saying but I said the same exact thing too but sure when she came into my life she didn't hide him she front and center this is what you get period poo this is it either you with it or not and if you're playing, not, just keep it Because I'm not playing with my son. Mm-hmm. It's both of us. And I remember we had a falling out. This is a confirmation. Wow. This is a confirmation. All right, I had confirmation. A, had a falling out with her. And I remember I went to church and I petitioned to, to the Lord and I said to him, I said, listen, I'm about to fast. But in this fast, if if they are for me, if she truly loves me and she's the one that's for me, mm-hmm. you will bring her to my doorstep with him tomorrow. You are that specific? And then Sierra and Kai show Eight up. o'clock in the morning. So, so why does she come to the doorstep? Eight o'clock in the morning, I get a knock on the door and it's her. At my doorstep with Nakai in pajamas. And what'd she say? My, she didn't say. She had no clue. She had no clue on nothing. Well, I know, but so what drew her? So, so okay, you, you open the door and you say, I opened the door. I opened the door <laughs> like, and I just started crying. Like, and then I looked up. I was like, oh, this is some shit. I was like, this what, is for real. She already told us this spiritual like, this shit is, really works. I was y'all. like, this is for real. This is for real. He like my brother knows the story. Like this is for but wait real. a minute. This so some real stuff, and that's so, when I knew. So was she in the habit of showing up at the doorstep with the baby at eight o'clock in the morning? No. Right. So so did you ask or you just said, listen, God I said ask. you because it was nothing for you to ask. You said come, you said come on in, baby, and babies. That was it. <laughs> and that in. day, and that day, that day, I looked at her. I told her, I love you. I'm never leaving you. I'm packing up my stuff. And we moving in. And we coming in together. And we've been together ever since. Wow. And that was 11 years ago. Wow. 11 years Listen, ago. Listen, so for that those was, that 
don't believe in black love for those that don't believe yeah. that black men love black women for those it that is for believe real. <laughs> that black men don't want to be married and in relationships to hold down their family be the head of the household so I love everything about that here's another question for you okay, okay. there's another question for me y'all yeah who or what taught you how to love who or what taught me how to love who I love his what? face he's just like <laughs> <laughs> who or what period um, with the T who um I, I'm not going to say John Tay because again my love for her was so unconditional it was fluid it was open so um you know the who and the what in terms of who taught me how to love I'm going to go even deeper myself when I finally came to me because I lost me in all of the experiences of feeling like I needed a man to validate who Tamarilyn McMillan is was and all that I had to become I lost me and the who or the what I'm the who and the what was just all of the failed bullshit ass relationships. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, so we're talking about transparency. So for those of y'all that are just joining um, Fred and I for the love of, we're giving y'all a inside peek to the podcast and I'm going to be transparent. Yeah. I've not said this in a public setting. I've said it in a private setting. I've not said this in a public setting. I receive it. I receive it. So I had been playing so many games with my life and with my worth because I didn't understand my wealth. Having a whole bunch of sex, right? Looking for a little bit of love and a whole bunch of sex is all relative, right? So I don't have a whole bunch of bodies, y'all, but I have some. I said to myself, you've gotten this all wrong. So the conversation that you had with your God, I had with mine, I call it the universe. And I said, you know what? I don't know what I'm doing. I have gotten it wrong. I'm continuously getting it wrong. So I need a timeout. I have to pause. Mm-hmm. I went celibate for seven years. Mm-hmm. Seven, the number of completion, goddamn. <laughs> seven years, right? Because Ooh, I said, you, you better than me. Yo, the, the birds were heavy. Yo, birds were like straight up. Birds were heavy. Seven. But here's the deal. You so- got to lock me up in a cage. <laughs> you got to put me in a cage. Seven years. Seven years. And the discipline was crazy. But here's the deal. If you If I am not, this is me talking to me, if I'm not in position to be disciplined with my most valuable asset, me, my most valuable resource, me, how can I expect my king? Because when my king is delighted in me, he will call me by my name Mm -hmm. because a gem does not seek. It is sought. I'm not looking for anybody. You need to be looking for me. That's very true. Period. Just continue. Right. Keep going. So I said, you know, in that particular space, who or what? I had to time out for myself. I had to time out to say, listen, clear your head. Get your mind right. Get you all the way together and teach you 
how to love you, how to show up in the fullness of your experiences, mm-hmm. of who you are, why you are. So regardless of who steps into your space, the sphere of your influence, your company, guess what? We ain't got to worry about writing the ship because the ship is moving in concert with the purpose and we're definitive about what it is that we need to do. So I will say when I turn that corner, it made all of the difference. And I will say this hands down, the two relationships that I had after that coming out of that were my most two successful relationships Mm. because I was successful at being me. Got you. Got you. So that's my answer. Wow. Self-love. Self-awareness, self-love. Listen, if you cannot master thyself, you cannot master anything. Temet no says. That's it. Temet no says. So um, Shelly said her parents, siblings, and true friends, right? So, you know, all of those are, you know, valid, you know, in terms of the answers. But for me, I talk about liberation and not in this kind of fly-by-night experience. I really mean liberating being liberated from societal norms, being liberated from conformity, being liberated from politics, and they're saying this is the way you're supposed to show up, but more important, being liberated from yourself because we have a bankrupt mentality and we have this ideology that we might not have anything else to give. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm talking about, and that's who and what. So what about you? You're going to laugh. Okay. He's going (laughs) to laugh, yeah. A hip hop artist taught me the kind of, <laughs> they taught me the idea of like you got how the to idea love, love how to love. Artist? Listen, you couldn't. He knows exactly where I'm about to go. Yeah, a hip hop artist. Listen, I'm tripping. I learned the concept of love or speaking the love language. I hate to say it. <laughs> I hate to say it. What? He already know what you're going to say. Yo, tune in. Okay, here we go. Listen. LL Cool J. Okay. And which one? LL, like LL Cool J. (laughs) I blame LL for everything (laughs) because LL was such a smooth talker, yo. Like, licking your lips and you had your one Man, you couldn't tell. You couldn't tell me nothing. You can't tell me anything. Well, I don't know. We can tell you anything now. Yo, you can still see. Listen, excited. listen. You couldn't tell me nothing. Listen, let me tell you. LL used to get me out of a lot of trouble because LL like his songs back in the day. Listen, LL. Listen, LL had a song. It. Literally, it was called "Don't Come Too Soon." Right, and you should use the lyrics on your lady. Listen, I literally cool James, (laughs) and I said it in the same tone as LL. Like I'm like, he did, (laughs) yo. You perfected the craft. Listen, listen, I'm patient. (laughs) (laughs) Are you getting ready to drop us on us? Come on, drop it on us. I never come too soon. Come on, stop playing. Like, <laughs> yo, listen. LL. I'm so weak. LL right had Pete. Like, listen. That and the show in the house, right? Because, like, 
I didn't because wasn't like, he on that show? Yeah. Okay. And mm-hmm. I wasn't really like I didn't have like a lot of uh, positive figures to look up to. Mm-hmm. What, in terms saying? of love. So LL was the escape. Okay. All right. I'm saying he was the escape. Like I'm wearing Fubu. I'm saying getting my hair cut like L. Like I'm like hat back everything, right? Mm-hmm. But then I realized one day I was like, you know what? This shit ain't working no more. Like because because mm-hmm. LL's getting older. You know what I'm saying people ain't <laughs> and looking lyrical at lyrical content is changing. Pe- people ain't looking at L. The way that you but, were right. Once upon a time. So I'm like, yo, this shit ain't working. And I'm like, yo, you know what? The pants leg went down. You know what I'm saying? I stopped wearing FUBU and I was like, you know what? I need to learn a little bit more about me. Come on now. You know what I'm saying? I need to learn a little bit more about me. So now I started like uh dating and stuff like that and uh um um socializing with women because when I, when I was younger, I didn't have a lot of confidence. Mm, okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was very very shy, if you will. You know what I'm saying? Insecure, you know. Really didn't know who I was when it came to pursuing women. LL kinda gave me that confidence. So when I when I eliminated that out of my life. You had to rely on I you. I had to rely on me. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And um I think who taught me how to love for real, for real, not the not the false narrative was probably my mother. Mm. Because my mother, my mother used to tell me all the time, like, you need to treat a woman the way like you would treat me or better. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, for a fact, you I, I tell you never to hit a woman. You going to hit your mother? No, never at all. You know, right. Um she would always tell me to appreciate a woman, to be a gentleman, mm-hmm. you know, to respect and honor uh, the sanctity of a woman, you know. And then I had a whole bunch of we, uh, female cousins and I had a lot of female friends. And you, you had know, a dope grandmother and a do- who and a hid money in books. Man, listen. And <laughs> I'm still I'm on just, that lesson. I'm just, and I'm just like, you know, um, I'm receiving all of this advice from from women, and I'm like, why is this so counterproductive from what men are saying? Like, why aren't men loving women? Mm-hmm. Like, what is the, like, why are they treating them like bitches and treating, like, what is the problem? You know, so I think, like, for me, I wanted to be the complete opposite. I didn't want to follow the trend of how women were becoming demonized. You know what I'm saying, and I wanted to, I wanted to be like this positive male, right? Who was very masculine, but also someone who honored and loved women. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Come so, on now. so I think, I think what LL inspired me to become someone who honored and appreciated women, because then I realized that LL had a wife, even though he had these yep. songs and all that stuff. And yeah, his sure, it was sexual. Sweetheart, you know what I'm but saying? But he had a wife that was his high school uh, sweetheart who overcame cancer yep. and all that stuff. And he stayed with her. And I was like, yo, and he still praises with her. And like, and I was just like, you know what? This is, if I had to aspire to anybody, if someone had to give me an example of what love was like and what it looked like, I would say that that was like my first impression and that was them. You know, it wasn't the 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 Jay-Z's and the Beyonce's. It wasn't Barack and Michelle. You know, it was 
Wow. Oh, wow. So I think that was, you know, so yeah. Cool. Uh-huh. Don't laugh at me, y'all. Okay. Don't laugh at me. Okay. What else we got? We got so, some more here's the last one. Okay. Okay, and it's going to segue into the last topic. What is the ultimate gesture of love? Mm. I'd say loving someone is amazing, is great, but understanding them mm. is the ultimate gesture, allowing them to show up in all their raggedy mm. and not have to put on the facade, not have to be pretend to be perfect every day and allow them to lay their burdens before your feet mm. and know that they're safe with you mm. and they can be warm and they know that they can trust you in that space and you got their back no matter what and you won't use it against them mm. that's what I'd say man alright I'm about to get personal what you mean getting, per- getting ready to get I'm personal to get haven't personal. we been personal I'm about to get personal man I um I have a father and my father has not been in my life consistently since the age of like 13, 14. Okay. And there will be times where years will pass by and we wouldn't have no sort of communication. And I remember just recently, I want to say probably within the last year or two, my father and I had a huge falling out. Hmm. Huge. To the point where I told him, I said, don't come near me. Don't come near my wife. Don't come near my kids. Don't come near my, like, your grandkids. They don't know you, and that's exactly what they don't need to do. They don't need to know you. Wow. That's right? Because mm-hmm. I'm like, if you can't get right, then get left. Mm-hmm. And I'm okay with that. And right. I was angry. Like, I could have fought my dad that day. Wow. I could have fought him. You know what I'm saying? Tears and all. And I meant every word of it. And then, one day this summer, my wife, who I love dearly, she's like, when's the last time you spoke to your dad? I was like, I haven't. And she was like, well, I have. What do you mean? And I took him to see the kids. I took I took, took the, the kids, kids to see him. And I'm pissed. Fuck you mean you took my you took my kids to go see my dad who I told you that I don't want to be around? Like what the what the fuck is wrong with you? She's like, hear me out. You need this. And I was like, I don't need I don't need shit. I need for you to listen to me and respect me. She's like, it's not about you. Well, it is about you, but it's greater than you. Mm-hmm. She was like, I need it for the kids to see their grandfather because they don't know him. And I was like, but that's fine with me. She's like, it's not. Mm. It's not fine with you. You're saying that because you're angry and you're heartbroken. She's like, you need to go see your father. And I'm like, I'm like whatever, man. I'm like, I ain't, <laughs> I ain't trying to hear it. I ain't trying to do it. So she kind of planted a seed 
that just continued to just grow. It just it just stayed there. Mm-hmm. Night and day, I'm thinking about it. I'm just like, I'm tackling this whole thing about visiting my dad and whatever and what that'd be like because I haven't I haven't seen or talked to him since this fight. Right. So we're at the gas station. We was coming from getting some ice cream. And something my spirit told me, go see him. Don't ask no questions, just go and see him. Mm-hmm. And I've and like you say, the universe, right? I yep. followed that. Mm-hmm. And I said to my wife, I go to the car. We have the gas station. I said, let's go see him. She stopped everything she was doing. It was like, okay. Kids kids are hungry and crying, right? Carter's in the seat. She's up there, daddy, 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 daddy. You know, Biddy's like, mm-hmm, you know. And I was like, I'm ready to go see him. She stopped everything. She was like, here, you drive. She's like, you drive. I'm getting out the car. You drive. So we go down there. And as I'm driving, my heart is pumping because mm-hmm. I'm anxious. I'm nervous. I don't know what to expect. Yep. I don't know if he's going to be in a previous condition that he was in that I left him. I don't know if he's going to be angry with me. I, like, I don't just know don't know. I don't into. know what it is. But we get down to where he works at and he's not there. Immediately, I was a huge relief. I was like, okay. And she was like, no, Mm -mm. let's go. Let's go to his house. She's like, she's not letting you off the hook. I'm like, okay. All right. So I'll go to his house. Knocking on the door. He's not there. Ringing the doorbell. He's not there. Continue to knock. I'm waiting. Nothing. I'm like, okay, it's just not meant to be. Okay, all right. I'm like, this is God saying, like, just leave it. Okay, let's cut the burns. And she's like, nope. She's like, the bar that he goes to around the corner. (laughs) Yo, Sierra Sierra had all the deets. Like, nope, nope, nope. She was like, go there. And I'm like, I'm like, yo. She's like, no, go there. So, listening to my wife, we go to the bar and we park the car. Within two minutes, not even. He comes out. He's he's in an Uber pulling up to the bar. And I see him. And when I see him, I get angry. I get angry. Mm. Because I'm like, like you obviously didn't learn anything. And then here goes my wife. Hey yo, Grady, Grady. Grady, come here, Grady. And he's like, you know, my dad has a look. He just like, he's like, oh, I didn't even know what. And he sees me. He's like, uh, Grady. That's because that's my name. And he's like, I'm like, shut up, pop. And he just like, he can't move. He can't move. He doesn't know if he wants to come to the car, right? Or not. And Sierra's like, how you been, Grady? You know, she's being a buffer. How you been, Grady? And she's like, he's like, I've been good. I'm all right. And I just put my head down. I put my head down. You know, I'm in my phone. I'm not. And he goes around. Because she's like, come and see your grandbabies. And he goes around. And as he's going around the car, he's looking at me. Like he mm-hmm. needs approval. And I'm not, I don't have, I don't have the nerve to really look at him, you know, 
because now I'm starting to become very upset as to why I said the same, said the things to him. Mm-hmm. The realization of it. Right. And they roll down the window and, sh- and he sees Carter, my daughter, and she's asleep. And he sees Biddy. And he looks at Carter. He's like, oh, my gosh, she got so big. Da, 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 da. And I started smiling. Right. And then what got me was he came over to the other side of the car where Biddy was because Sierra was holding Biddy and he reached out to my father mm. and he did it in such a way it was that was so divine and I was just like okay <laughs> I was like alright I, okay. I give <laughs> it's like okay alright and you know dad looked at me I looked at him and dad just you know, gave me a nod and I gave him a nod and I knew what that nod meant. We good. We good. And I forgave him that day. I don't have no problems with my pops no more. So I think for me, love, like, love conquers any sort of anger, hatred, hatred, Resistance and all and, and anything love like it's just it's just okay, something brief. about this quality about love that is healing. It just it I was healed that day, and I was just like yo like whatever you ch- pop whatever you choose to do in your life it's all good. With it's you. it's not my choice. It's yeah. your choice. But I only got one father, and you're him. And I love you. And that's that was dope. that was it. Look at you, Hercules, 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 Hercules. So yeah, that was that was that's it. Dope. Man. That was a beautiful story. Yeah. So you know what? Speaking of forgiving, um, sure. before we leave tonight. Um, All right. Before we close it out, yeah. One more again. So Amber Geiger. Mm-hmm. Say more. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Now, I shared my my deed of forgiving. (laughs) And you said that's where it stops. (laughs) Now, um, what the fuck do you think about that shit? Now, for those of you who don't know. (laughs) Just tell us what you really want to ask. Amber Geiger was the police officer. Where were they? They were in. I can't remember what state. Um. I don't know where it was, but she went into an apartment uh, and she ended up shooting uh, a black man in his apartment. It was a wrong person or whatever. She was in a wrong apartment, whatever, and ended up shooting this guy. And I find it very... Dallas. Dallas. Don't you find it pretty, pretty funny how... Out of all the shootings that has happened to unarmed black black and brown people, they want to convict a, a white woman. woman. A white woman. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't find it funny. Yes, and I know what you mean. Ironic. I said the same exact thing. Of uh, all of the scenarios, 
even more compelling or just as compelling. She was the only one. And I asked myself and I thought privately, had she been a white male police officer, would the verdict have been the same? But anyway, we're not even going to go there because you have a question. So let's go. So let let me ask you this. Sure. The brother of the victim who sure. was slain and killed. Yes. Ended up doing a deed. Yes. Based was. off his values, his Christian morals. He ended up forgiving her. Mhm. In the court in front of witnesses in front of the public. Sure. And then proceeds to, I've never seen this done. Proceeds to leave the bench, gets permission from the judge to leave the bench and to hug her. Amber, sure. As a deed or a gesture of forgiveness. And they're both crying. You hear everybody in the court crying. The judge is crying. Lawyers is crying. Bailiff is up here wiping tears. You know, my question to you is, is was that deed justifiable or was it was it okay so would you have done that well so that's two different questions <laughs> let's be real clear that's two different questions um so the former not the latter the deed i would say um the brother as a man who will have to live with that for the rest of his life um a christian man and that his belief system and the way to heal him and his family to move forward, whether his whole family um, shared the same values and a perspective that he does by, again, extending um, a hug to her and then forgiving her. If it was all right with him, hey, from I have no qualms. I have no right to be able to say that was some book, like, are you serious, right? So again, that was him. And I think, remember, this reminds me of one of the other episodes that we talked about with Jay-Z in the NFL. Oh, he's a sellout and so on and so forth. You don't know what's going on with other people. You don't know what their moral values mm-hmm. are. You don't know what they're steeped in. And that was his way. Mm-hmm. I say this, it may have hurt her even more than it hurt us onlookers or those individuals that seem to be, you know, um, hurt by his gesture. She has to live with that for the rest of her life. True. She doesn't have a career. She True. don't have a life. She in jail and she going to get it. She going to get got. You, you, think she, what, you think she going to do the full 10 years? I don't even know. And guess what? I don't even care about it. But guess what? Her ass was convicted because you wrongfully went into a man's apartment and shot and killed him and said that it was your own. How the hell? How the hell? How the hell? So that's the first. So that's the former. Mm. Um, the second, would it have been me? I can't give you an answer right now because I don't know. I don't know if it were my sister and a police officer had found themselves in one of their apartments and said she or he didn't know and thought somebody was intruding. I don't know how I would feel. And you know what? And being transparent and being honest and keeping it a buck that we always do. I don't even want to know. That's what I'm going to say to you. But I will I will end my piece with this. Mark Lamont Hill said this. 
America don't deserve us. We're too good to people. He said that in his. They don't deserve, because we're, we're the most forgiving people because we know what it is to be slain. We know what it is to be discriminated against. We know what it is to be, to receive prejudicial treatment. Yeah. We know what it is to always get the end, the short end, the last end of all things. We know what it is to be mistreated. We know what it is to be followed. We know what it is to be called predators. We know what it is not to be valued as a people. Yeah. And because we carry that pain, because we carry that grief and we know it all too well, we're the first people to forgive because we don't want anyone to feel the way that we've been made to feel on purpose. All right. So and I'm going to take my glasses off. Um. Oh, okay. As much as mm, I, I would have to. I probably would have done the same thing. And what do you mean, done the same thing? And what meaning, like finding a place in my heart and in my mind. To forgive and make peace mm -hmm. of what has happened and going further in offering a deed or showing a public deed of forgiveness. Now, how I get to that point. You don't know. Right. Because the thing is, is that a lot of people are chastising this young brother. Right. Yeah. Because of what this deed was. It was a public display. A public display of of forgiveness, love, and affection, and and uh, sympathy, mm -hmm. right, uh, and compassion, right. Um, I think he even went to the lengths of saying like, um, "I wish that you didn't have to go to prison. Instead, I wish that you would just accept Christ, you know, mm -hmm. and you know, and let God judge you." When you get to the pearly gates, with when Peter. you get when you get there, right? And I, I wouldn't go that far. What I, I wouldn't go that far either. What I would say is, is like, I just finding that place. First of all, he was a very brave soul to do that because it's very controversial, and a lot of people, black, white, and different, are looking at him mm -hmm. and they're like, "Oh, that's some coon shit. Yeah, oh, that's some that. weak ass shit. Oh, fuck that. My ass is. I probably would have shot her. I probably would have. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I no. Nope, I uh, touch uh, her, uh, hug her. Uh, fuck that. I'm up here beating her ass like in front of the judge. I'm beating the judge ass because you up here crying over this bitch. You know what I'm saying? So. <laughs> Like right. you know, but knowing me, I have a I have a huge, huge heart. You do huge heart. Such a teddy. Bear. I know for a fact. I know that in my heart of hearts, I probably would have because think I forgive these students every damn day. Yeah, yeah, but come on, Not but that, that you did anything. But wait, but. yes, we do, but. There's no comparison. No, no, there's no, there's no comparison. No, not at all. We, we, there's no yeah, comparison. We them every day. But, but you're right. But you know what? Up. But I'll, I'll end it with this. You're right. With that quote, America doesn't deserve us because we are such forgiving, forgiving good people. Good people. We are, because you know why? Because it's expected of us. It's a, it's a, it's, it's an ex, an 
it's an expectation for black and brown folks to find it in their heart to be to, to exercise Christianhood and to forgive those who persecute you and chastise you and hurt you and hate you, right? But yet to get to a place like that, in order for me to get to a place like that, you gonna get these fucking hands, <laughs> right? You, I'm gonna lay hands on you. I, I'm gonna lay some hands on you. Lay hands on you. I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking chastise you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I'm gonna let God deal God with me. See his face. I'm gonna let God deal with me. And when He does deal with and I'm gonna me, take it. I'm gonna be and I'm right gonna take it. it. And I'm gonna be like, all right, we good now. We good. You know what I'm saying. So I, I'll leave it at that. I think we had a great conversation. I love this conversation. And thank you so much for the questions. Yes. I think, you know what? So maybe we can kind of incorporate that in, you know, and, you know, kind of like maybe next time I then get, come up with some questions that oh we can boy. both, um, you know, answer. So yeah, yeah. I, you just started something. You just started a trend. All like, right. Like Michael, like Michael said, so you want to be starting something. So you want to be starting something. You got to be starting something. You got to be starting something. You got to be starting something. It's hard to get over. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to get under. Yeah, yeah. Stuck in the middle. The pain is thunder. Okay, I'm done. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Listen, we had we, <laughs> look. We are the party. Let me just take a moment for the small chronic break here. <laughs> Smoke. All right, okay. Snoop. Snoop. Well, listen, for the love of y'all, it's your favorite campus uncle. It's the Liberated Project, Chip. Come on now. You know what I'm saying, and this is it. for the love of man, and I bid you a bit well. You know what I'm saying, peace out. Good we night. Out. Peace.